Welcome to Co-Pilots, the podcast where we watch not just the first episode of a show, but also the second. Some shows don't have the best pilot episode. I give you that second chance. Mine just changed your mind. Here we take that chance for you and let you know our opinion. Life a show deserves more than one shot. I'm Justice. Alongside me is my co-pilot, Josh. Now, let's get ready for takeoff. Your in-flight entertainment this time will be Rampa: The Animation. Rampa is based off of the video game Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc. Yes, the the first in a series of visual novels. I didn't realize they were Viznovs. That yeah. makes sense, though. Yeah, they're Viznovs. Like, um, most horror shows I found that were based on horror games were based on Japanese horror games, and most of those horror games were Viznovs. That makes sense. And they became animes. Danganronpa is very closely tied to another video game series, um, Zero Time Dilemma. Yeah, they're not in any games. Uh, not in that they're made by the same person or anything, but in that their creators are friends, and that both series have references to each other in them. They've literally crossed over. We've had characters show up oh i wasn't aware uh, of that. they also because of that show up in ai somnium files because that is made by the people who make the non-area games but i don't think ai or i is part of it i can never remember if it's ai somnium files or i somnium files like the the name i i think it's ai somnium files i don't remember because i haven't like, played it but i think the name i like ai is like love or some shit i'm pretty sure like uh. it has like a heart behind it and it's a somnium files I have no idea then. I don't know. Anyways, Danganronpa opens in a way that made me think that the show wasn't actually going, but apparently this was actually part of the plot. Yeah. It opens with a man strapped to a chair. Yep. And then being enclosed in a bear-shaped Iron Maiden. Yes, which is then put into a rocket. Blasted into outer space. Yep. Re-enters the atmosphere. Catches fire, because that's what happens when things re-enter yeah, the atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, generally re-entry is kind of hot and dangerous. Crashes, and then a skeleton opens to reveal a skeleton of a man. The man, yeah. presumably, that was inside it when it launched into space. Mm-hmm. And it is all very stylistic. The animation for this show is very, very similar to the animation in the Viznov, by which I mean, in visual novels, it's never fully animated, because why would then you, like, so few choices in some, and also you just be making a Telltale game, so, like, that's the only difference. Telltales have, like, space in between where you move around and do stuff most of the time telltale games are visual novels but for americans yeah they're visual novels with an in-game play shot they can add to their trailers yeah but it follows their animation really closely and the artistic style because all the characters in the show look almost like their cards so almost just like they're a single image a flat 2d layer Mm -hmm. put on the background but it does add a 3d element in like larger shots but generally when we're focusing on someone face on a lot of the time it's almost like a card and it's very nice and that's true for the skeleton the skeleton literally just looks like a a 2d thing on this 3d background and so does monokuma who we meet right after we move away from that skeleton i will say the skeleton has a name which i found out by accident yeah i Um, i knew because 
So I have not watched this series before. But Me I neither. have started the first game and also watched an entire playthrough of the first game. So it would vary somewhat, but the overall plot beats are the same. Mm-hmm. I will say the way this is animated, this first section is animated, the yep. colors and everything made me think this was just an OP, like that this was leading into the OP. <laughs> no, that is just the palette for the show. Yeah, I get that now. Yeah. Um, but this causes the black the, and white bear that you said appeared, Monokuma. Yeah, I, was, I hadn't described it. It's literally like the size of a stuffed bear, stuffed teddy bear. It looks like a stuffed teddy bear. One half is black, one half is white, straight down the middle. And the black side has like a stark red evil eye. The white side just has like a little button eye, basically. The white side is a teddy bear. Yeah. The black side is a teddy bear if it was a nightmare. Sure. And by nightmare, I mean like a giant robot from Kogios. Sure. Oh, that, that's something we didn't mention. Danganronpa, the animation, is an anime. Yes. We're an anime podcast again. I am sorry to all the, to all our passengers who have spent the last nearly year, Glorious 11 months, year. 11 months. Without having to watch an anime. It's great. Without having to listen to us talk about an anime. On the main line, we've talked about it here and there in interstitial stuff. You know, the funny part is, out of the two of us, I would say that you were at one point a much bigger weeb than I ever was. Yeah, probably. But now you're like, I don't want to watch anime. I don't want it. Get it away from me, especially in relation to the podcast. I mean, it's, yeah, like, in real life, not so much. Uh, it's not... What was, the was... Last, what was the last anime you watched outside of Dong oh, Ropa? Oh, um, I was literally watching it the other day. Oh, really? It's... I don't remember the name of it. I was just checking to see if I could find this show or mm. a few others. I was on Crunchyroll and I ended up and I was like, that show seems like it's perfectly lighthearted enough for me to turn it on, half pay attention, and just vibe while drinking alcohol and like fucking around on my phone. See. But it's about this new office worker who's only been working for like at his company for like three years. And he has a crush on his, not direct supervisor, but someone who's been there longer than him. So his senpai. Because she's small, cute, and adorable. And then it's just a bunch of like bullshit back and forth. It's light, fluffy, serves no actual purpose, no plot, no like actual suspense or threat. Mm-hmm. Just exists. See, I was thinking, man, the last anime I watched was Chainsaw Man when season one was airing. <laughs> but then I remembered that last week, earlier this week. Yeah. Um, um, you I, restarted your watching Zoids? Yeah, I was like, man, I want Zoids. I want to watch Zoids as an adult with like the ability to un- like follow the plot line and not just catch episodes early in the morning before school. Yeah. Um, and so I start- restarted Zoids. Unfortunately, Zoids is one of those shows that is basically legally unfindable. Yeah, I know that problem. So uh, have you ever heard of a website called Nine Anime? No. Yeah. Doesn't exist. Yar har har. And a bottle of rum. But, yeah, no, so... I don't know. It's just recording anything, not just anime, but anything animated on the podcast. feels like more effort because I want to talk more about the art and stuff because it is very important to it and very individualistic, which cinematographic language is generally technically individualistic to each piece. But mm-hmm. I mean, you only have so many certain ways to frame something and sure you can do a lot with set dressing, but like you don't see that happen as often, whereas in anime, it doesn't cost you anything to do outrageous set dressing. Honestly, outside of like some of the animation directly involved with Monokuma. Yeah. And there's the- not a lot to have to describe here and the animation with the murders themselves yeah um because this this is a like mm-hmm. it's a saw like right yeah. like that's the best way to describe That'd it that'd be the best horror aspect of this it is a suspense thriller gore it's a saw like yeah um but outside of that those moments the animation for this is don't want this to come across like i'm ragging on the series but the animation for this show is very generic outside of those moments 
I would say uh, I would definitely agree because for the most part, everything is just simple, normal people doing everyday life stuff mm-hmm. with a few exceptions to some character designs and like punching some shit here and there. Yeah. So but your backdrops for everything are pretty simple because it's just easier when doing something like a Viznom, especially if you don't have a lot of budget to start with, to, with like any game. If you don't have a huge budget, you reuse assets as much as possible. So sure, everyone's own private room looks basically the same because I don't have to pay someone or use the time that I would use for that each individual room. I can just pick, nope, they all look the same. Also, from like a story perspective, it makes sense that the rooms all start off looking basically the same. Anyways, speaking of like you were saying, just normal people, the anime properly opens yes. on a character named Makoto Nagai. Makoto Nagai, yeah. Makoto, like that. yep. He is, in all regards, an average student. Yeah, he just won a Japan-wide lottery to attend the prestigious Hope's Peak High School. A school that is normally reserved strictly for students who are specifically the best of their, like, niche. Yes. So, in the anime... We can get to it when we start introducing characters to explain that And in the manga, um, all these non-normal people are called super high-level students, which is a mouthful, and I wasn't expecting it because in the Viznov, it's just the ultimate and then insert whatever they're the best of. Oh, yeah, that's actually mm-hmm. way easier. Yeah, instead of super high-level high school students, I'm just like, nah, man. I was just re- going to refer to them as best. Yeah, I think... In in the Viznov, it's literally like the ultimate student, insert what they are. I think you can't just use best, though, because what if one of them is just the super ultimate boy? Yeah, that's why it's the ultimate. Because then it, then if you just called him best, it, he would just be a best boy. And like, this anime don't have a best, best boy. Boys. There are no best boys here. <laughs> there are no best boys. Um, but yeah, so he won a lottery that was like Japanese-wide for all high school yeah. students and has been accepted into this prestigious high school. Uh and from there, literally the moment he steps over the threshold of the school where he's standing, we get our exposition. The world he gets kind of faint. The world like loses focus and there's like a warping effect. And he passes out. Only to wake up in a completely empty classroom with like still plates on the wall. And like it's very artistic still plates. It is a giant piece of steel with the giant nuts and giant bolts keeping it in place. I would call them rivets. They're not rivets though. Oh, are they not? No, because normally like most rivets, you're not going to need a bolt like that on the back because most of your rivets are supposed to be seamless. That's why rivets kind of exist. There's a difference between seamless rivets and rivets. Yeah, I guess they might be rivets on the other side. We don't see the other side. We don't know if it has a bolt head or not. Fair enough. In this empty classroom he finds a brochure sitting mm-hmm. on a desk the brochure is for hope's peak and he's going to the brochure also has a note in it instructing that all students to gather in the school's gym at eight o'clock for the entrance ceremony yeah and it is currently eight o'clock yeah so he's running a bit late so he heads to the gym where he meets 14 other students do you want to go through them real fast yeah and we get all of them their own art their own screen like they're saying pithy lines that don't matter when they're introduced they're all kind of complaining that he's late so first we have yosuhiro hakagaru mm-hmm. uh and he is the ultimate high school fortune teller yes we have Hifumi Yamada. 30% the, of the time, he's right yeah. about the future. We have Hifumi Yamada, the ultimate high school fanzine artist, the ultimate high school like fan creator. Uh, we have Kiyotoko Ishimaru, yep. who is the ultimate hall monitor, which is yeah. like... I think it's like the ultimate disciplinarian or the ultimate like di- council discipline member, basically. And then we have Junko Inoshima, the ultimate high school fashion diva. She's literally a model. We have Chihiro Fujisaki, mm-hmm. the, the ultimate high school programmer, like a computer programmer. Yep. Uh, she is... 
it's she, right? Yeah. Should we be describing these people as we go? I mean, not really. Like, I'm, I have a hard time remembering them visually. They all have, like, very distinct styles. I don't know about that. Like, I mean, for the most Hall part. monitor, programmer, uh-huh. fa- fan artist. Uh-huh. I- I've got them all so far. I know what they look like. L- literary person. Like, all of these have, like, very generic yeah. looks. So the fortune teller has, like, dreadlocks almost. Like, and has, like, a very... It's not really dreadlocks. It's literally the same hairstyle that, um... In Pokemon, in the original Pokemon games, blue, red, yellow, yeah. silver. I mean, it's just Yo from Shaman King hair, but longer. Yeah, kind yeah. of. But like the best way I, th- I was thinking to correlate that to a real life hairstyle would be loose dreadlocks. It's not though. I, like, I think it's the best real world equivalent with how far out it goes and whatnot. Anyways, and the next character is Celestia Ludenberg, who actually she is uh, a goth Lolita style, yeah. that, like that. But she is the ultimate gambler. Yep. We so. have Mondo Awada, the ultimate high school biker or ultimate high school delinquent. This is uh, Chris Sabat's character, right? Chris yeah. Sabat's character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a pompadour he is and he's Ku- great. He is Kuwabara. Yay. Literally voiced by Chris Sabat, who did Kuwabara's voice in the OG Yu Yu Hakusho. We have Leon Kuwada, who is a Yu-Gi-Oh! GX cast off, but he's the ultimate baseball player. He looks like a specific art character from a How to Draw Manga character book I saw when I was very young except they added a goatee and changed his outfit from like i think the red they had him in to white no he's from a rival duel school <laughs> and he he comes to duel academy as part of an exchange program to duel Jaden, and he uses a fire deck that uses the ufo turtle infernal reckless summon solar flare lock and he has all three solar oh, so Jaden fl- just loses and he has all three solar flares on board and at the end of an episode is laughing maniacally like ha 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 how will you ever beat my solar flare dragons Jaden? And then Jaden wins because Thunder Giant can destroy stuff without attacking. Yeah, part of the cards, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. So after that, we have AOE, AOE Asahina, who is the ultimate high school swimmer. I vaguely remember what she looks like. Yeah. My brain is... Uh, for after her, we have Sakura Ogami. And Sakura Ogami, if you've watched Full Metal Alchemist or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Sakura Ogami looks like Scar. Yeah. She's big, muscular, got a scarred up face. And could probably kill literally anybody with her bare hands. And she is the ultimate high school grappler. Yeah. Or the ultimate high school fighter. And, um, in my opinion, the best character in the visual novel. Not very hard, though. They're all kind of shitty. Out of the characters, out of, like, the two episodes, and this, yeah. I guess this is spoilers, out of the two episodes, my favorites so far have strongly been Celestia and Sakura. I like them both a lot. Mm, I thought you would like Yasuhiro. Mm. Fortune teller, bro. Uh, no, he annoys me. Mm. I wish I liked him. Like, I I saw him and I was like, ooh, I like him. And then, he, okay. then, then I spent two episodes being like, oh, I hate him. Yeah. So after Sakura, we have Toko Fukawa, the ultimate high school literary girl. So the ultimate high school. She's literally the character from um, Doki Doki Literature Club, except a little less suicidal, but maybe just as murderous. Yeah. That brings us to Byakuya Togami, and yeah. he is... Biakuya. Uh he's literally just a uh the ultimate heir. He is Yeah. His family's super rich, so he gets into the fancy school. It's funny to me that his name is Biakuya because that's literally also yeah. Biakuya. Then we have Kyoko Kiri then we have Kyoko Kirigiri, the ultimate high school. We don't know. This is They don't tell us. We don't know what she's the ultimate of. Oh, we we don't? No, we do not learn it. Oh, that is right. Yeah, we do not learn what she is the best at. She's just there. It's wild. I, d- I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. And then after that, 
we have the ultimate high school idol, Sayaka Maizono. No, we have a uh, main character's childhood friend who is in a will they, won't they. It's, she's not a childhood friend. No, she's she, not. She knows him from middle school. Yeah. To which he was surprised she knew him from middle school because she was already an idol and he did not have friends. But yeah, he walks in the room, meets all these people. They introduce themselves. They're like, well, I am the best at this. Yep. I am the best at this. I am going to be very rich one day because the thing I'm best at is my parents are rich. Yeah. I'm part of a family that's suffering from generational wealth all the way back from like the 1500s. We've had we've had the same store for 600 years. See, that sounds like an exaggeration, but in Japan, that's a thing. I mean, yeah, but arguably, he'd be part of a family from the uh, like group of families that own like all of the big companies in Japan mm, that yeah. go all the way back to like the fucking uh, Sengoku period, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and that's like almost 500 years ago, like you said. Yeah, it's... which is ridiculous. And they've just held on to money and power since then, which tracks with what I know about what people do when you give them money and power. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, there's a moment where like Makoto and... Sayaka talk to each other. They're like, "Oh, hey, it's great yeah. that we know that I know somebody here." Mm-hmm. And Makoto was like, "Oh, you, you I'm rep- surprised you even know who I am." Yeah, dope. Yeah. Then a voice crackles through a speaker. Yeah. And suddenly a black and white bear jumps out of the podium onto the stage. Jumps out of the podium and lends back into the podium, which implies whatever he launched out of closed. Mm. And introduces himself as Monokuma. The school's headmaster. Which is the bear from the opening. Also, I just want to take this time so yeah. any of our less fluent, less Japanese fluent passengers are aware. Kuma is the Japanese word for bear. Yes. I only know this because of Tekken. I want to be clear yeah. on that. And then Mono is... is- a reference to monochromatic. It's yes. a portmanteau of the words monochromatic and the Japanese word for bear, which is kuma. Yeah. So he's a monochromatic bear. Yeah. You yep. know, like a panda, which or is also a, a monochromatic bear. A murderous teddy bear. Yeah, which is also a monochromatic bear. Yep. So Monokuma explains the situation. He's like, you're all the most, po- you all have the most potential out of any high schooler in the country, in the world, maybe. You're our hope for the future. And to protect all of you, you're going to live here on campus for the rest of your time. Forever. Yep. You're stuck here forever. Don't worry, though. We have plenty of food and a wildly exuberant budget, so we can take care of you perfectly fine. Yeah, and then someone, I don't remember who yells, you expect us to live here for the rest of our natural life? I'm pretty sure it's Biakia. I think so. And then Monokuma laughs, and he's like... If you want out, though, there is a way. You, you can, can graduate. You just have to murder one of your fellow classmates without getting caught, and then you're free to go. And they all are like, what the fuck? That's fucked up. And um, they decide they are going to try to destroy Monokuma. Yes. The ultimate... Biker or delinquent, bi- whichever one you wish. Yes. Chris Abbott's voice. Character name is... Ma- Manado. Mondo? Mondo. Yeah. Mondo. Um, goes to attack Monokuma. Yep. And has picked up Monokuma like you would pick somebody up by the, the front of their shirt. And he's getting ready, like, has his fist pulled back to punch him. Yep. And Monokuma tells him that any harm done to faculty... Or- to the principal. He just says the principal. Well, is explicitly forbidden in the rule book. In the handbook. And then starts making a noise. Like a- yep. To which Kyoko yells at Mondo to throw him get rid of him kyoko deals that yeah i'm glad you remember which character because i did not i mean it technically is a one of a few clues as to figuring out what she's the ultimate of i have the wiki opened and i clicked her name so i already figured it out yeah it's not very hard like i figured it out 
in the second murder of the game. Mm. So, well, the trial for the second murder of the game. Mondo throws Monokuma. Monokuma explodes. Yup. And then a new Monokuma. And then Mondo's just like, that could have blown my face off. And then a new Monokuma instantly appears out of the podium behind them. Yeah. And he's like, I'll let that one slide. Consider it a warning. A verbal warning, young man. Any further attempts will be met with corporal punishment. He's going to kill him. That's what that translates to. No, he doesn't say that. Corporal punishment could be anything. Yeah, but we're talking about a tiny weird bear that we saw murder someone in the opening and has just told them he wants them to murder each other so they can leave. Fun fact, corporal punishment from teachers and faculty administered to students is legal in the state of Texas. Yep. And the only way to prevent your your child from being corporally punished is to explicitly write a letter to the principal of your school or the superintendent of your school requesting that your child be exempt from corporal punishment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. America. I think maybe we should let Texas do that thing where it wants to like every two to three years and just let it leave puerto rico has been wanting to join the union for a long time we can just let texas go bring puerto rico in we don't even need to change the flag i don't want to derail the topic too hard but if texas broke off from the union we'd be fucked no texas would be fucked yeah their power grid is so shoddy and it's separate from the rest of the united states because they're like we're gonna do it ourselves and uh basically anytime they get snow of any sort it goes down or they get hit by a hurricane and they're right in the gulf yeah also it's not like anyone's going to be repairing them because those are american companies who are then going to try to renegotiate with the new country of texas and texas won't no, have the money no, to back texas, it up. texas power companies are texan power companies again i'm pretty sure they have i think they're still owned by other power companies that run the rest of america basically they just have a lot looser rights in texas but the important well, factor is whenever Texas as a state loses power, yeah. it's not Texas that fixes the issue. I'm aware. So anyways, before we piss off any of our Texan passengers. Monokuma, uh, after delivering his threat, disappears. Mm-hmm. And they're all trying to figure out where the fuck he went. Well, some of them are trying to figure out where he went. And the others are immediately like, let's try to get the fuck out. Yeah, they're like trying to figure out if they really have to kill each other mm-hmm. and whether they can trust each other. So all of them as a group, the 14 of them, this, yeah, the 14 of them decide that they're going to look for an exit together. I say 14 even though there's 15 because, because Byakuya goes, I'm going to look by myself. Fuck you. One of you might be plotting to murder me right this instant. So... And in his defense, I would be. Yeah, I hate him. I hate him the most. If I have to kill one of these 15, one of these 14 other people... He already deserves the guillotine. He, he, like, I don't think all heirs to massive wealth immediately deserve the guillotine. They do not have the massive wealth yeah. themselves and that does not prove themselves worthy of the guillotine. But, but he is obviously the type of person who, once he inherits that wealth, will continue to hoard and not use it to... Benefit anyone? Yeah. Or anything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they're all off doing things. We see them checking gates... Um, well, no, uh, because before they go off, Mondo gets really pissed at Byakuya. Yeah. is like, well, oh, you yeah, might yeah. be trying to kill me. And so Mondo goes to attack Byakuya. Yeah. Mak- Makado gets in the way and Mondo punches Makado right in the face. Yep. Knocks him out. And then Makoto wakes up in his room again, in his new dorm room. Not again, sorry. Yeah, he hasn't woken up there yet. He wakes up in his new dorm room with Sayaka, who's sitting on his bed next to him. And she explains that uh, some of the other guys carried him there after Mondo knocked him out. And that she volunteered to stay with him while everyone else went to look for some way out. So I want to go. I want to just let you know that the uh, show ended up swerving me pretty hard. Yeah, because I was like, "Oh, she stayed with him specifically because she's planning to kill him." Yeah, 
So, four would be pretty good. She might have been planning to kill him. I mean, yes. Okay, cool. So, Sayaka insists that she will be Makara's assistant. They'll basically be detectives together. Yep, they'll work together, they'll figure it out, and they'll find a way out. So, the two of them join the rest of the other 13 students in the cafeteria, Mm -hmm. where Mondo and Makato forgive each other, which Makato doesn't need to forgive jack shit. Mondo is such a short-fused dick. And then they share what they learned, which was all these super high-tech looking doors can't be opened. We found that the stairways are blocked with iron bars there are gates that look like they might rise up that are currently blocking off certain wings of the school mm-hmm. and the kitchen is fully stocked and refills daily yeah and based also, on how much was taken out the day mm-hmm. before and also soccer cannot punch through the metal barricades on the windows she did try mm-hmm. we had a nice little punch animation it was fairly well done and was mondo the one trying to kick his way through the giant steel door yeah but he's dumb yeah which yeah, also the still the giant still futuristic looking door that is the main entrance to this high school looks like you've entered the danger room in x-men kind of looks like a vault tech door too that too yeah yeah i like vault tech i like fallout fallout's fun um so and we learned that the kitchen restocks because i don't remember which person it was i believe it was aoe makes sense went to the kitchen just to like investigate yeah and while they were there it was either her or it was um the programmer uh monokuma came out and gave them like exposited information about the kitchen yep and so while they're all having this meeting they all agree that they should stay in their own rooms after 10 p.m because there's a curfew and I, I don't understand the rules of the curfew right because there's a curfew for the school yes but it's not really enforced so the idea is that the curfew is enforced but obviously monokuma doesn't give a fuck uh the only really important thing that we've that we learn role wise around this point is that you may only sleep in a student room falling asleep anywhere else will be considered napping and will be punished Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we also learn that the guys showers do not lock yes the girls showers do lock but their rooms lock and the showers are in their rooms so like Mm -hmm. eh. yes and that after 7 p.m., the showers are no longer available. Yeah, but we don't really learn all of that until later. Fair enough. That we also, learn all that next the person episode. that suggested everybody staying in their room after was well, Celestia, the Celestia. gothic Lolita, yes. Yes. Who, let's face it, if you're worried about someone killing someone, she constantly has a weapon on her. She has one of those really, like, neat armor-looking, like, finger gauntlets. Yeah, like the finger Yeah, it's sharpened on the point just past the second knuckle. Like, if she wanted to, she could remove your throat with it. I had a friend that used to wear those... Used to wear like a set of rings like that mm-hmm. to school. Uh, eventually, teachers were like, "Hey, you can't wear those." And he got into an argument with them because yeah. they were jewelry, but mm-hmm. they were also functionally weapons. Yeah, but I could stab someone with a pencil, and they let me use those in school. Yeah, it's really weird. Mm-hmm. It's not not just do they let you use pencils, but like for all of elementary, it was mandatory that I had scissors. Yeah, like no, it's a weird biased views on perspective, and also what counts as normal because men wearing jewelry not normal. So we're gonna hyper focus on it more, and then find an excuse to get rid of it. In, I said he, but like that's because at the yeah. time, in, in her defense, she is now a woman. And so wearing yeah. those rings would not be considered abnormal. I mean, no, it would be at that school. At that school, maybe, yeah. So anyways, though, they all come up with that plan and then they go to bed. Yes. And then the next day, we have the second student meeting. And it's really just, hey, we really need to keep looking. So they keep looking around. And then Motokuma gets frustrated because everyone's working together and trying to find a way out. And he thinks they need motivation. So he t- makes them go to the media room. They're each given an individual DVD and like a portable DVD player. Yeah. And we know from getting to see Makoto's Makoto's DVD Mm -hmm. that it's essentially a threat that if he doesn't play the game, his family will be killed. Yeah, because at first it's his family talking to him. They're always like, hey, we're we're so proud of you. Super proud of you. Like, 
we didn't expect this, but we're so happy that you're getting to go to such a great school and we hope you make the most of it. And we just really want you to know we love you. And then it smash cuts to their living room destroyed. Thanks torn up. They're missing. The windows are broken. It's darker now. Like it's all fucked up. And like this vaguely traumatizes Makoto. So yep. he starts looking around the room to see what everybody else's reactions and are. Everyone looks either nervous or extremely shocked. And Sayaka, though, is in a state of severe shock, and mm. she basically drops her DVD player thing, jumps up, screams, and f- runs out of the room. Yes, and then Makoto immediately runs after to follow her. He catches up to her in the hallway, grabs her by the arm, and is like, hey, remember? We're in this together. Detectives. We'll, we'll figure our way out of this. She takes a moment to calm down, but eventually does. And then and she d- throws herself into his arms, and- We end on a hug, basically. Yeah. Then we get a, a good ending theme. Yeah, I love the ending theme. Yeah. Honestly- Also, half, literally halfway through this episode, we had the opening theme. I Opening theme is boring we can skip it it's fine like i don't think it's bad it's just not as good as the ending theme. yeah the ending theme is a banger agreed that's the end of danganronpa episode one i don't know remember if it has names it does have a name oh i forgot to mention that early on you did i was going to see if you ever said anything about it but you didn't i did and just I think now you should feel bad i did just now i said something about it yeah but what's it called i don't remember welcome to despair high school Mm, that's episode a- one. Welcome to Despair High School. Yeah, but that's not the name of the high school. The name, the name of the high school is Hope's Peak. Yes, which is a joke, which Makoto references like twice in this first episode. Hope's Peak. It's the peak of hope. There's After this, there's no more hope. Do you have the title for episode two? Because I don't have that either. Um, Not in parentheses. Normal arc, colon. Kill and live. Yep, yes. Found it. Mm-hmm. And then I think the rest of the episodes should be not normal arc, so on and so forth. And then it's like not normal arc, blah, not normal arc, blah. Uh, Kill and live is the first like arc, basically. So that's the end of episode one. Justice, what do you think of Ropa so far? It's not bad. Um, we watched the English dub. Yeah. Because it's easier to take notes on. And some of the voice acting, I wish was a bit better. But because it's the English dub, we do get the wonderful Chris Sabat. We do. But that also means we get Sayaka's voice actress's yells and screams, which oh, obviously that's the direction she was given, but it's too much. Is it though? Yeah. Is it too much? Isn't it perfect? And like Makoto's dad's voice was just goofy. It feels like it was intentionally goofy, but Hiya, son? Yeah. Yeah. But like somehow the tone was even goofier. But other than that, I think What the- was it like yuck yuck yuck? Oh gosh, son. <laughs> oh gosh, gosh. Oh gosh, Max. I just wanna be a part of your life, Max. <laughs> I can skateboard in the X games too, Max. <laughs> but so, but I think the animation works well while staying, like I said, fairly true to the Viznov and like the way they integrate the character designs into working with it well and keeping like, honestly, the best way to describe its palette and style would be almost pop arty. Yeah. With like its bright vibrancy and its bold colors and shapes for but the again, most part. Really, it feels only like that's a thing around Monokuma and yeah. murders, death. Yeah, those definitely have the more pop arty aspects and we're not dealing with the darker side, which like the darker we get, the more pop art it gets yes whereas the more slice of life things it's much more like normal very generic mm-hmm. but I, I like the way that okay. art do- is done fair enough as far as the show goes after the first episode would i watch more i don't think i would just because it's not super interesting to me how's that because you already know the plot or because it's that just... is me removing myself from it mm, fair enough having like watched the game through and played some of it i'd probably watch more just because why not i already know it. it's a thing i just half pay attention to again fair enough for me, uh, there is nothing special about this anime other than the outro. Yeah. It's weird to me how massively successful and popular this is based off of this episode. Because other than like knowing the name of the games and like knowing about Monokuma, my knowledge of Danganronpa is like 
pretty minimal zero yeah and based off this episode i'm okay with that because <laughs> yeah it wasn't the biggest waste of 25 minutes of my life yeah but you probably could have been doing something better more enjoyable at least mm-hmm. but it would make the short list of like top 100 biggest wastes of 25 minutes of my life <laughs> which is impressive i've had a lot of 25 minutes of my life yeah you're old <laughs> you don't have to put it that so way old i'm not even 30 Ugh. You don't have to put it that way. But let's go on to episode two. Would you like to say its title? Uh, Not normal arc. Kill and live. Ikaru hi nichijo hin. Toten odara getotet verden. I think you just said the word Christmas tree three times in German. <laughs> I heard Tannenbaum three times. That's all I heard. Oh, Tannenbaum. Oh, Tannenbaum. The Grunens. I don't... I... Jeez, it's but, been so long. Yeah. Here is where we learn about the shower situation. Because we literally start with Makoto standing in front of the door to his shower. Oh, yes. Yeah, and there's bad. a big sign on it. So we learn that the water gets turned off after 7 p.m. The women's showers have locks on them. The boys do not. We also learn that each student was gifted a toolkit in their desk drawer. Yes. Um, we literally learned this shower information though from Monokuma for some reason. Like that he needed to exposit it to us. He just shows up in he, Yeah, Makoto's he just shows up room. in Makoto's room. And then... You think he shows up in all other 14 rooms and goes, Hey guys, this is the shower thing. Yes. Yes, I do. I 100% actually think that. Uh, To be fair, he could just show up in all 15 rooms simultaneously. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, fair enough. I think he does. Exactly that. How many Monokumas do you think are active at any time? Way too many. Um, I have information you don't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know Monokuma has kids? I mean, yes, no, kind of. The Wikipedia is a wild place. I didn't read about Dungeon Rampa is a wild place. I didn't read about his kids, but they're called the Mono Cubs, and I just could not leave that fact out. Yeah, the, the show is weird. The series, the Viznov is weirder. But so he leaves and then an announcement plays out that, hey, you have a special kit in your drawers and it's like a wrench, pliers, tools to, I don't know, open locked doors. Who knows? It is kind of explicitly like the tools you would need to open locked doors. I hadn't thought about it. I hadn't put it together. Also, for some reason, Makoda has a katana in his room. Yeah, decoration, baby. Oh, Why it's, not? it's supposed to be decorative? Yes. Are, so, we, are we sure it's not like literally put there so you can murder somebody? It can be both. Duh. Are, are you sure he's not going to pull a black ranger and stab somebody in the middle of the night? I mean, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? So as he's looking at this weird case he's pulled out from his bedside drawer, he hears a knock on his door. I think it's a doorbell, right? Yeah, he hears a doorbell. They have doorbells. You are correct, actually. It's it's very weird because yeah. like if your bed, if your entire living quarters is a bedroom and a shower and assumedly a toilet, uh, you don't need a doorbell. Yeah. I, I, I've lived like, in- Don't get me wrong. It's a fairly like decent sized room, but I've, like I've, still I've, do not need a doorbell. I've lived in that situation before a knock is pretty audible yeah but anyways he goes to open the door and it is sayaka outside and she would like to come in and talk because she's scared and nervous because she heard someone it seems trying to open her door mm-hmm. so she's worried about somebody trying to that somebody's trying to kill her yep. so makoto offers to let her stay in his room for the night yeah and then because that's awkward. an awkward offer he will off- take her room yeah because it'd be awkward for them to sleep in the same bed yeah and i I guess there are single beds, but like... You could also just sleep on the floor while holding your katana in case she tries to kill you in the night. Or I would sleep in my shower. Yeah, because we specifically learn that... The reason why this entire shower thing is announced is for the future bit, what we're about to get to. But we learned that Makoto's door is not really broken, but kind of broken. It sticks really badly. And you have to like lift up 
while you push you have to in. lift and tilt it to the left a bit and push in. To which Monokuma makes a brief joke about how it's how unlucky it is that Makoto has this room with this yeah, door. Actually, if she's worried about like somebody trying to kill her, she could sleep in my shower. She could like bring in the pillow and blankets from mm-hmm. her room, sleep in my shower, and I could sleep in my bed and maneuver my bed in front of the shower door. Yes, but there anyways, are so many better options yeah. than switching rooms. Switching rooms accomplishes literally nothing except in the case where if one of us dies. The other person looks insanely suspicious now. Yeah. So the next morning, they wake up, and they've all agreed to always eat breakfast in the morning as a way to kind of check up on each other, make sure everyone's still alive. And there are some people who get there early, people that get there about on time, some people who just wander in whenever. So eventually, everyone gets there, except for, can you guess? Is it Makoto? Is he dead? No, no. Is it Sayaka? It is. Is she dead? Yeah, yeah, she is. So when Makoto realizes she's super late, because apparently she's normally one of the early people. Yeah, Byakuya is the last person to stroll in to to breakfast. Yep, he's an asshole. And they're like, hey, did you see Sayaka? And he's like, no, I came from my room. Why would I have seen Sayaka? That doesn't make any sense. I came right here after waking up. What do you think I am? Who do do you, do you think I killed her? Is that what you're suggesting? And Makoto freaks out. He's like, oh no, what if something happened to her? Yep. And he runs off to find her and he goes to his bedroom, which has been torn up. There's like yep. s- like deep s- gouges in the wall and stuff. And the katana is pulled out of its sheath, laying on the floor. And mm. his bathroom door has been knocked in and the door handle removed. So it looks like someone used one of those toolkits to get that door handle off so they could open it. And Sayaka is on the floor covered in neon. Purplish pink. Blood. Yeah. And with a s- knife sticking out of her stomach. Yep. And Makoto screams. And then everyone kind of just joins up after a cut because we cut there because makoto loses consciousness yeah. again yep um and it's and weird to me that like he, they all wake up in the gym again well he wakes up in the gym yeah they, they're all they all went to the gym because they had to there's an assembly yeah Monokuma. how did makoto get to the gym someone had to carry him or monokuma carried him okay it had to be monokuma because the rest of them don't know that sayaka died in his bathroom yeah so well, how did no, monokuma no they all know makoto's dead uh, sayaka they they all, yeah they all know sayaka's dead they don't know she's dead in his bathroom yes that's the important part yes um um, that is an answer you would get in episode three. Mm. Okay. Well, I was just wondering, like, I I thought yeah. that was a question I had while watching the show. Yeah, no, uh, that isn't. So we're going to get to like the main thrust of what this game is and oh. the way it's done in the anime. The the wiki says Sakura carried him there. Yeah, Sakura did because she's super strong. Sakura carries him oh, there. So Monokuma took him to Sakura. No, no. Everyone went to go check, assumingly because he screamed. They found him and Sayaka. They carried him back. Uh, to the gym because Monokuma wants a meeting. They are just unaware that Sayaka died in his room. We know this because they learn here, and we can tell by all their reactions and the things they say, because in this meeting, Monokuma explains that, hey, she's dead, and that he explains when she died and how she died, and they all get a little update on their... Tablets. Mm, their, their tablets are just their, their school... Their e-handbooks. Yes. So it has pictures of the scene, explains how she was killed, and when she died. And her defensive wounds. Yes. Which is a broken wrist. And in that explanation, it explains that Sayaka was killed in Makoto's room. Yes. And they're all like, wait, what? And they're like, immediately turn on him, suspicious, angry. Yeah. Because, I'm sorry, at first, we don't get the handbook thing. They all try to blame Monokuma, and he's like, I wouldn't kill any of you. That defeats the purpose. Yeah, where where would the fun in that be? And then, I think it's the... The ultimate disciplinarian, or as the Wikipedia translated it and the show translated it, the the super high level high school hall monitor. Yeah, the best hall monitor. Yep. And so they are all rightly suspicious once they when they find out this information because they're just like oh she was in your room she's dead what the fuck bro yeah so they all start kind of accusing him and monokuma goes oh but hold on 
We will have we will do this properly. You'll have time to investigate, and then we will have a trial. Well, as they're complaining, they're just like, "Well, why is he still here? Then shouldn't he have graduated?" And Monica was like, "You all forgot. Has to get away with it." So we will do this properly. There'll be a trial. And Makoto's like, okay, cool. Let's get some evidence. And they're just like, nah, that sounds like a you problem. You have to deliver the burden of proof to prove your innocence. But Monokuma explains that if they are right about, if they are, are right about who they think did the killing, that person dies. Yes. And they don't graduate. But if they are wrong, then they will all be punished instead. And the killer will get to go free. They are the judge, jury, and executioner. But Junko, the model, mm-hmm. protests this, saying that she doesn't want to take part in the trial, doesn't want to risk getting punished so for she's being yelling, wrong. Yeah, she's yelling at Monokuma. Monokuma's yelling back, then jumps down. And she's like, look here. And then she steps on his face. And Monokuma goes, hey, look. I it- warned you guys. So then Monokuma says, Spears of Gungnir, which if you're unfamiliar is the name of Odin's spear. Yeah. Um, and out of thin air, these black spears appear and impel Junko from every direction. And she dies. And yeah, she dead. Don't attack the principal. Seems like a bad idea. Students suddenly shocked because she's like literally like 20 something spears. Yeah. And Monokuma's just like, and this is what happens if you don't follow the rules. So now go investigate death and then we will have a trial. Sound good? Sound good. Yep. Um, so... Makoto, after everyone's just like, it's up to you to provide evidence. Most of them wander off because they're just like, he's convinced already he's guilty. So he, Kyoko, and I think like some other people, I don't remember who, go to investigate the crime scene. They discover her wrist was broken. Yep. That she has gold flakes from the like decorative katana on her. And then they find numbers on the wall written in blood because it was written in blood. It was written yep. in blood. Oh my and, God. It was written in blood. And it's 11037. And also while they're looking around, we see... And also while they're looking around, they're not just checking out the crime scene, they're searching everywhere, murder weapon, whatever, evidence. And they find a charred piece of sleeve by what looked like a furnace, which is why I'm assuming they're getting rid of all their trash. Yeah, it's the incinerator room. Mm -hmm. And they find a shattered um, crystal ball and a piece of bloody cloth. Yep. And then also this is the time where Kyoko, the um, ultimate person we don't know what she's the ultimate of, realizes that Makoto and Sayaka's dorm room plates have been switched. Yes. So that's why they didn't know it was Mia. Why they didn't room. know it was Makoto, yeah. That's my bad. I don't know why I didn't catch that. It's fine. And then Makoto finds Sayaka's motivational DVD. Which is what Monokuma calls the DVDs yeah. that he used to threaten mm-hmm. the students. And hers is just like, it shows all the members of her idol group collapse on the floor. And it starts off with them dancing, actually. And it's talking about how they were so successful and fantastic. But what could just make them fall out of stardom all of a sudden? And, and then, then even if she escapes, he'll reveal what caused them to break up yep and um that's it after that monokuma announces that it's time for the class trial and that's the end of episode two yep so based on how the class trials work i do have a question you have yeah more knowledge based on how class trials work does that mean every class trial in the show yeah you have to figure out who actually did the murder or everybody else dies because yes. so far punishment means death. yes that's lame you get it wrong everyone dies I really wish punishment didn't mean insta death. That's lame. Yeah, punishment should have a more depth to it, a more complexity. You would think so, but the answer is no. That's lame. I would agree. So, Justice, what do you think of Danganronpa after episode two? Danganronpa? I don't know if I'm saying. I think it's Danganronpa, but I might be wrong. I don't fucking know. I, it's all right. I think episode two 
doesn't really add a lot. Yeah, Though we, it is nice that we actually get to what would be the thrust of the show, which is murder is happening and then trying to solve a murder. But because it is adapting the first big event, like big, hey, this is decisive story moment in this game mm-hmm. moment. Uh, in the game, obviously, it's kind of hand walky, holdy handy, simple compared to the rest of like some of the other shit you have to figure out later. Some of the other murders. Fair enough. And so it's set up kind of the same way in this fair but it doesn't make for a very intriguing first step into the hey you have to solve murders or die scenario that this anime is supposed to be thriving on yeah honestly for i mean would you watch more of it that's the key thrust here again for the exact same reasons i offered in episode one like what i watch more which is i already know what's gonna happen it's fine background noise i do like the pop art style we get here and there it's pretty flashy colors and i know what's happening it can be background noise <laughs> Fair enough. I guess same questions, but for me now. Indeed. Um, the show is boring. Understandable. It's not fun to watch. It's the watching this show is about as fun as playing the first game in the honorary games. It's not the game's fault you didn't click on the pillow correctly and got stuck there for like twenty minutes. It's it is the game's fault. The window to click on the pillow is is like less than an eighth of the size of the pillow. Yeah, it's done that way. You can't just click anywhere on the screen and get through. If I click, you have to actually think things through. If I click the pillow, it should click the pillow. Anyways, you're just a random clicker. The show is more boring to me than <laughs> playing the non-ray game's first game. Understandable. And maybe the game is better, but I just... I don't know. I don't want to watch more of this. I don't care. Like, I have a bunch of questions. Like, yeah. what Hon- the fuck is Monokuma? Honestly, this feels like it stretches out that first part of the game a lot, which I don't think it really does. It's just that I read through it fairly quickly. It's all based on my reading and then, like, on my solving stuff. Mm-hmm. Why, are, why is the only punishment in this game murder? Uh... Because why, why wouldn't it be? Why is it specifically the best of the best? Like, at least Saw made sense. Um, this also makes sense, but we only have two episodes. Fair enough. I there's Like I said, there's a bunch of questions I have that I would like answers for. Yeah. But I don't care enough to watch more of the show. And that's a problem when you're making a show. Yeah. So you wouldn't watch more? I wouldn't watch more. And I don't want to watch gotcha. anymore now. So that's our last episode for this uh, Horror-tober. This October of Horrors. And I want you to know, I just ran, like when I was looking at IMDb stuff, I yeah. found out that Mikado is in the third game. Yep. Which means he survives this somehow. <laughs> which either means he eventually murders somebody or finds another way out. <laughs> <laughs> or flashbacks. <laughs> okay, well... That's the end of Horror-tober, uh, the best month of the year. Yep. Except this is the worst part of the month, this month of the year. We've had a really good Horror-tober that we started early in September. Yep. We had Being Human, Being Human, Becoming Human. Alan Wake and Night Springs. Yeah. And we get it in with Ropa, which is... Um, Look, we wanted... I liked the idea of since we were doing two video games that had horror shows... In yeah, them. No, the, the tie-in makes sense. Yeah, like the a video game that great. got horror shows made for it, then go with a horror game that I got a video, a horror game that got a show made on it. So, you know, the other option was probably either Corpse Party, which I've heard all right things about, but people like Danganronpa more. So I was like, maybe the animes would be better than Corpse Parties. Um, we could have done a Resident Evil, but I really wanted to do an anime because it's been 11 months. Yeah. And like, we like, I, done, um, I don't specifically care about doing anime, mm-hmm. but like I think as a show that reviews shows, I agree. We should we should have the diversity of reviewing anime at least at least once or twice a year because I'm I understand. I just hate reviewing animated shows. 
Anyways, unless you have more to add about Danganronpa. It was either going to be that or Higurashi, uh, When They Cry, but we've already both seen that. I've read the entirety of Higurashi. Same, I've seen it. To be fair, we could have watched the new version of Higurashi, but like, the only difference is like, it's good versus like the quality of the new Higurashi. Yeah, also I think they chose a different ending. Mm, Yeah. But... I don't know. If you're interested in reading a good, like, manga, Higurashi is very good. Or if you want to play a Viznov, that's a good horror Viznov, Higurashi is also fine. I prefer the graphic novel. Understandable. I, I prefer the manga because the manga, like, loops in such a way that it, like, makes you question what you're Yo, reading. So does the game. It's very good. The game does the same thing. Um, But anyways, instead we chose Danganronpa, and that was a mistake. But we want to thank you for flying with us, and we'll see you again in November. If you want to reach out to us, there's a myriad of ways to do that. You, Specifically, you can email us at copiletdebut at gmail.com. You can hit us up on X, or this website formerly known as Twitter, or if we're not, if we're not being facetious, Twitter, um, at Copilot's Review. Yep. You can possibly find us on Blue Sky at some point in the future, hopefully at Copilot's Review. Hopefully. And otherwise, you can find links to all of those, including the Blue Sky, which is not a link yet, at our website copilotsreview.simplecast.com which also has links to our YouTube and Patreon and our Discord and our Discord anyways though thank you for flying with us and please fly again soon